The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value, and so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and I'm delighted to be with you for another week and today to be talking with you about Pink Bucket Thinking with Tony Burgess. But before I introduce you to Tony... Um, I'd like to say a huge thank you to my guest last week, Chris Putnam Walkerley, who was talking to us about uh, developing your giving strategy. And that show is just so relevant, whether you're a small business, whether you're a corporate, whether you just happen to have billions of dollars sitting in the bank account and you're wondering what to do with it, then you can learn something about how to develop uh, the way that you give through that show. So thanks again to Chris. I'd also like to say a big thank you to um, to Aid Tasker, who took the time to send me a roundup of all the shows he's been listening to and uh, the ones that he particularly liked. I was very grateful that he picked out the show I did on An Engagement Starts With You and told me I need to be repeating that one, which was lovely. But I'd also like to thank um, say, uh, that he mentioned shows like Andy Gilbert on Thinking, and so that was a great show. Uh, Peter Thompson, he said he's so infectious in his manner. I've been around his website since. Uh, Gordon Treadgold, Jeff B. Cohen said it was such a funny interview because we had a really good laugh. John Boggs, who he did mention, he said, I, I suspect he could kill you with one hand. He's an ex-Navy uh, 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 commander. Uh, Neil Lawton, Chad Barr, and also Jeff Ram. And a special mention for the show with Simon Bucknell and Richard uh, Molinder, which he said he's listened to many times and is really helping him around clear communication and engagement. So thanks to Aid. Um, also, um, I'd like to say um, it was great to meet with uh, Gareth Bullen, who contacted me after listening to the show and my engagement show, and uh, I met him yesterday with uh, his business partner uh, and Jamil, and it was fascinating meeting people with such high level of consciousness, and all sorts of opportunities and ideas are going to come where we can collaborate and work together. You know, collaboration is just such an important thing today, so you know, I recommend to you, if there's people out there that you're thinking you'd like to reach out to and collaborate with, then get in touch with them, uh, because uh, when great minds, uh, minds come together, then all sorts of uh, things can happen. Um, so, does your thinking ever get in the way of your progress? I know mine does. Uh, today, I'm looking forward to what I'm sure will be a really inspirational interview with Tony Burgess. Tony was first introduced to me as the pink bucket thinking expert and thoroughly nice guy who's helped many people to transform their lives. When I read several years later that Tony's selflessness had extended to donating one of his own kidneys to help someone he didn't even know, and I knew I had to invite him to be a guest on this show. Tony Burgess is a director of the Academy of High Achievers Limited, and he's an experienced trainer, a facilitator, a speaker, a firewalk instructor, a therapist, and a coach. 
and he says that most of his time is spent designing, coordinating and delivering performance enhancing and life enriching programs for people hungry for more success and fulfillment. And I know he's been doing that uh, around the world of late. So following on nicely with what I thought was a, an excellent interview with Andy Gilbert, uh, talking in quite some detail about thinking, I, I wanted to really speak with Tony about how to overcome unhelpful thoughts that we sometimes hold us back from achieving the potential that we, that we have. So a huge welcome to my guest today, Tony Burgess. Hi, Chris. Great to be here on Lucky Friday the 13th. It is indeed, isn't it? <laughs> we don't believe in all that superstition stuff. Oh, best of luck today. Yeah, best of luck. Got me fingers crossed anyway. <laughs> I just wondered, Tony, maybe we could sort of start. And, and I wonder what the spark was for you to you know, spend your uh, career and your life helping people and helping them to be more successful and more filled, fulfilled. Yeah, I think I got pretty fascinated pretty early, actually. Um, I was, I had an uncle, Uncle Steve, uh, who was a social worker, and he taught me things like transactional analysis and things like that as a teenager. Yes. And so I really got into, you know, what makes people tick before I'd even left school. Um, then I went on to do my degree was in psychology, so that got me extra fascinated and I trained as a hypnotherapist soon after. And I think working with my therapeutic clients, I realized that although human beings are absolutely magnificent, sometimes without help, that amazing potential just doesn't quite get through. And I found that I could really help people get their lives back. And, you know, that was exciting I think I really noticed that it wasn't just my therapeutic clients that were getting in their own way. It was, in fact, most people who I came across were at some level or other playing out limiting mental and emotional patterns. So they were only kind of living an impoverished version of their true potential. And I realized it was a bigger mission than just helping therapeutic clients. It's, it's interesting that, isn't it? It's very much success and growing businesses and that sort of thing it's very much uh, really an inner game as well as an outer game isn't it and uh, and that inner game can if you don't get it sorted it can lead to you know so much frustration and and restriction of the real potential that you truly have that's it i mean we're all uh human beings first aren't we and then business owners and uh you know it's that human potential that needs to be released for us achieving in any areas of our lives. And I think it sometimes takes, you know, a bit of bravery to, to work with someone like yourself to, uh, to really take a good look at yourself. Um, Very much so. The courage when someone picks up the phone and realises there's more to them than they're currently expressing, I mean, that courageous step you know, is the beginning of something quite amazing. Yeah, and I think at a, at a very sort of senior level and the likes and you know people who are leading big companies and you know really prepared to take a look at themselves as well the the consequences of that are can extend far beyond just themselves can't it it can you know it extends to a whole organization which might be partly a culture of mirror reflection of the individual with his faults absolutely I and mean, once one person starts to really really shine and really let their authentic greatness come through you know that 
almost gives an invitation, a permission to other people to shine too. Well, well tell me a little bit about your your kidney donation, because I just thought, I, I read about that, and I, I followed some of the blogs and things you put out, I, I don't know whether it was a year or so ago, and I was completely amazed that you would do that, and, uh, you know, without knowing the recipient and the likes. So I just wonder what made you decide to do that, and what did you learn from it? Well, it's quite interesting. I was at a music festival in August 2011, and I was sat in this, um, this, big marquee with lots and lots of other people and you could hear a pin drop because the performer was talking about their own personal journey and it was actually about a real severe illness that they'd had that required a bone marrow transplant and when she had this bone marrow transplant it really gave her, gave her a life back. She was a fiddle player and uh, you know, she'd not been able to play all the time through her illness and her body was really giving up. And it was so moving. I mean, everyone in, the, in, in that marquee you know, had tears in their eyes and it, it was a really pivotal moment. And I thought, gosh, you know, I give blood. I'd never even thought of giving bone marrow and yet there's a living breathing example of how it's transformed her life and one of her songs was about you know, this person she'd never know who had given her a life back and I, I left that event thinking gosh I'm going to look into how I might give bone marrow and ended up I went to the Anthony Nolan website and there's various tick boxes you have to make on there to see whether you're suitable and uh yeah, there was a couple, or one, one or two anyway, I think, uh, that ended up saying I wasn't suitable, unfortunately. I was a bit disappointed. And it just happened that a little bit later that same year, so we're about October 2011 now, and this is a, the power of radio, I guess, actually, Chris. There was a radio show I was listening to where they were interviewing a doctor who was really advocating live donation of kidneys as a route to helping all those many, many people who are on long-term dialysis and just in that unfortunate position of waiting for someone to unfortunately die uh, who might happen to be a match for them, for them to get their life back. And yeah, we were hearing there from people who had been part of giving a kidney as uh, a live donor, and we also heard from people who had benefited from that and the doctor giving a perspective about actually how relatively safe that is from a medical perspective and I left that thinking well gosh if maybe it wasn't meant to be bone marrow for me I'll look into you know kidney donation and, and uh, a chain of events that culminated in December 2012 in fact it was the day the world was supposed to end there we go 21st of uh, December <laughs> you know if you remember the, uh, the Mexican ancient cal calendar had run out and we were all due to die on that day but <laughs> I, uh, I thought well if it happens I'll be under anyway so <laughs> but uh, yeah so it ended up being on that day I, I gave the kidney I've never met the guy but heard that he's doing very very well um, so I've recovered remarkably quickly and my life's back to full health and uh, doing everything I was doing before so yeah I, I suppose that you asked what I learned I guess I guess I learned that there's lots of different ways we can make a difference to people's lives. I'd always come from the more psychological point of view, but there was a very real physical way in which someone, you know, literally could have their life turned around by, by giving. 
very good. So you you're not only give uh, mentally, you're also giving physically as well. <laughs> but uh, you know, huge respect. I think following on from the, the interview with Chris, which was largely about really giving money or time, and I just huge respect to you, Tony, for for doing that. Um, so tell us now, you know, what is Pink Bucket think- thinking? Um, you <laughs> might be intrigued by the title. Yeah, it kind of came about accidentally initially because it was a metaphor we've used for years in our training and it just gradually caught on. We just noticed, we used lots of metaphor and we just noticed that our clients were using that metaphor back at us often way after the training. Um, I mean, basically, it's the particular blend of mental activity that works for you at any given time. And what we used to do is we'd take two buckets into, into a training and we'd have one bucket that was your helpful thinking, another bucket that was your unhelpful thinking to really get people noticing more about what they're doing inside. And it was only actually over, uh, oh gosh, it would be years where we just started to notice people were using phrases like, oh, you've just got to think pink. Oh, you've just got to stay in the pink bucket. And they'd send a picture of, oh, we've got a pink bucket for the office. And so in the end, we started saying, actually, let's keep the positive bucket that we take, the pink one, just because it seems to have caught on. And uh, yeah, that's where it came about. But it really is just about really helpful thinking. Um, it's uh, not positive thinking, which I think it's got overlap with. But positive thinking works when it works and doesn't when it doesn't it's about noticing more about what mental activity is really helping you get the experiences and the outcomes that you want excellent excellent so so that people find that analogy very helpful then to to maybe write down on a piece of paper their negative thoughts and they they chuck them in the other bucket do they and the positive ideas they yeah, it kind of externalizes it. I think sometimes people find it easier as a starting point to to put out there to externalize, you know, what's going on on the inside, you know, to catch a thought and say, is that helping me or not? And put it in one column or another or one bucket or another, one pile or another. So they're starting to get increased awareness. Yeah, brilliant. And how have you found this idea has has helped business owners to achieve more? Well, I mean, as I was saying earlier, really, someone is uh, a human being first and then a business owner, and they're carrying around all their habitual patterns of thinking, ways of representing the world, themselves, their self-concept, other people, what's possible, what's not possible. And so often a business owner has areas of their business where they are getting on in their own way from the inside out. Uh, they're limiting progress or keeping themselves stuck. They're scaring themselves or convincing themselves they can't do things. And sometimes it's also all of that is taking the edge off the enjoyment uh, that they like to have in their business as well. And you know, once a business owner realizes that the main thing between them and their greatest success and experiences is their own limited thinking, then they can start to make changes and start to make better choices. But it all starts really with awareness. And it's quite it's interesting that in, in that with a lot of people, I was last week I was working with a, a financial institution uh, with some of their, their clients and you know there were certain certain people who you could see were very, very fixed in their views and they were listening to everything, putting a judgment over it. And in one or two cases, 
you know, arguing over something that was quite rational. And yes. you could see that, you know, they, you could see actually that with some people that their thoughts were being limited because they were very fixed in their programming. And the thing is, what they don't, people don't realize is actually it, come across, it comes across to everyone else. Um, we, 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 we see that, don't we, in, in others. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it, the thing is, our thoughts seem so real. You know, they seem so like we've got the right version of the world as we're carrying it around. And, you know, most people have gone through school not being taught how to think about their thinking and whether it's serving them or not. They're just carrying it around as if they're carrying a mini version of truth around with them. And, you know, it's that uh, being able to reflect and have awareness and notice that we're all got a heavily filtered version of the world that we're carrying around. It's, you know, so far removed from actually what's out there because our brain is designed to delete stuff, distort things, generalize, make things fit. Um, so, yeah, first, first step is really to acknowledge all of my thoughts really are a distorted version through a particular filter on the world, a biased filter. And sometimes that's going to serve as well and sometimes it's not. And that awareness of when it is serving us and when it's not is, is really going to give us the empowerment. As I did a little, we did a little exercise on Monday of my elevation program group, in, uh, which was you know, about the, you know, your success is often related to kind of the five people that you spend <laughs> time mixing with closely. And yeah. what, what we, we did is uh, we, each of them wrote uh, down their sort of friends and people that they're connected with and then put a plus or minus next to them on, on, in terms of which ones gave them energy and which ones took, the, took it away. Yeah. And they, they, they were really quite, so that was just really profound and uh, quite, and one or two were saying, actually quite disturbing. I hadn't realised actually that I had so many people around me who are a bit negative and one had even addressed his, his best friend as a consequence uh, right. uh, and took him, to ta took him to task on it. Yeah. Uh, it all starts with awareness, doesn't it? It gives us choices. You know, we may still turn uh, to uh, keeping those friends or we may need to have some conversations with some of them or at least change our responses to what they're throwing out at us in terms of energy sapping messages. I think that's a really good point too because what we also were discussing was family and sometimes it's not easy to go, you know, mm. hold a mirror up to a family member. But uh, what the strategy seemed to be coming through was that we were each doing what we found that was actually limiting what we said and how we said it to certain family members yes. to keep the peace, really. Um, but anyway, so well, we're going to go to commercial break. But after the commercial break, we're going to talk with Tony about... Um, about how to consider your inner world and what to do if, if your thoughts aren't all pink, uh, etc. So we're we'll back with you again in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. 
Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. What if every day was a good day for business? Because every decision you made was the best choice. What if you could receive regular input from credible sources and could acquire all the precise information you need, exactly when you need it, so you can make the right decision every single time? Because There's More challenges you to make better decisions. Join Laura Ellis every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel and learn how to think differently for better decisions, better business. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Tony Burgess. We're talking about pink bucket thinking. And if you want more information about the shows that are coming up, uh, do subscribe to uh, the uh, newsletter at chriscooper.co.uk and we'll just update you every few weeks on on the shows that have, uh, have, have happened and some of our thoughts on them and uh, what's coming up next. Um, but, Tony, I'd like to ask you now, um, why should we all take, in your opinion, the time to consider our inner world? Well, what, what we're doing on the inside really affects everything. It affects how we feel, how we respond, how we perform, how we connect with people. Um, you know, it is our version of the world that we're carrying around. And so it is going to impact everything, including how we perform in business. And I think when we realize that we're always carrying around this, this version of the world that's got a strong angle or filter um, with particular meanings attached, then you know, it's quite freeing, even though it seems so real, to actually realize it's a heavily distorted version of the world. It's freeing. Um, it means that you can actually ask yourself whether the version you're carrying around is hindering you or whether it's helping you. Uh, if it's hindering you, you can stick with it. Uh, sorry, if it's hindering you, you want to ditch it. If it's helping you, you can stick with it. And it just gives you that choice to carry the version of the world around that's going to help you experience the best things, uh, achieve the best things, pull out your best performance. It's kind of like open the gates on the resources that are within you. I always think that people have got so much more within them than you know they've yet believed about themselves or accessed from themselves. And if you can start to align your thinking and your other inner stuff with the best you, uh, then amazing things can start to happen. I mean, people in business who have tweaked their thoughts by noticing more, you know, it's affected things like networking more confidently, selling more effectively, managing people more easily, 
giving their presentations with more certainty. They've uh, stopped procrastinating about decisions. They've got higher prices because they've dared to go out there with higher prices. Gone for more ambitious goals. Um, bounce back better if things don't go quite to plan. You know, there's so many ways. It just affects everything. I think it's it's a shame, isn't it, in with some people that they never actually ever discover that distinction because that's really, really powerful, isn't it, that we, we all have a heavily distorted view of the world. Yeah, and, it, you know, to me, uh, it was a real a real wake-up call. It sounds such an obvious thing, those of us who've been in personal development for a long while. But, you know, most people are out there in the world acting as if their version of the world is truth. And, you know, it's just a heavily biased version of truth that's either working for them or not. I once did, I once did a really sort of an interesting exercise, which sounded a little bit brutal at the time. It was, uh, it was on a course I went on when I was 28, and which was a life changer actually for me because I first discovered the power of self-development at that point. But what oh. they got you to do is, uh, this may be an exercise you used, Tony, uh, perhaps I don't know, but they, they got us to tell a story of, about something that was going on in our lives right now that wasn't, we weren't happy with. Mm. And I remember telling this story, a, a girlfriend of mine had, uh, had ditched, ditched me after seven years together for someone else. Uh, and, I was, uh, and I completely believed the story that I had. So what you had to do, you had to recite the story while the person who was with you had to laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> right, that would be a pattern interrupt for sure. <laughs> and it was extremely powerful because you go through you know, a stage of actually feeling quite angry that someone was laughing at you through to actually point where I, I certainly found I was laughing with them at the end at the, at the ludicrous nature of what I believe at least. Yeah. Look what I'm making up. <laughs> so I think it was quite a quite, quite a good one. Um, but uh, I wonder what what do we what do we do if we we you know doing this exercise and maybe maybe we've got a pink bucket and uh, say a green one in the office and we realise that actually there's. Uh, there's a lot more things going into the green one as a bigger pile in there than constructive thoughts that are pink. What do we do about that? Yeah. Um, well, you know, it, first of all, we need to forgive ourselves. We're all human. And uh, certainly just because I know all this stuff and live and breathe it day by day, doesn't mean we don't end up in the green bucket from time to time. It's just noticing. Noticing, first of all, is is taking the sting out of it. Because if we notice okay, this is helpful or unhelpful rather than this is true, I'm doomed. You know, it's, it's, it's being able to say, I always make things up and sometimes it's helpful, sometimes it's not. And when it's in the green bucket, we can just label it as like our inner propaganda. You know, it's just uh, designed to be convincing, designed to torture us. But, you know, I can see it for what it is now. It's like if you, if you, uh, grow up as a kid and you see newspapers and maybe think it's just like facts it's just truth and then you see different headlines in different papers and hear different adults having arguments about what's in the in the news you know you suddenly realize oh it's just an angle on what's happening out there in the world and you can start to read a newspaper if you choose to um, with a filter of well I know that this is just one person's take on it and I can take it or leave it, and I can consider wider information and different views too. It's the same thing really with what you're doing on the inside. You can place it in the green bucket or the pink bucket, know that it's all just an angle on things that's either serving you or not, 
and you can say, you know what, that's just inner propaganda if it's not serving you, and you can see it for what it is. And it takes some of the sting and the power out of it, and it leaves you with a possibility of making some changes when you're good and ready. But just awareness on its own is, um, it, it is an empowering thing, knowing it's not real. The real empowerment, of course, comes from gradually establishing alternative, more helpful thinking patterns. Uh, you know, what thoughts could work better for me? What other ways of looking at this could there be? You know, if my superhero uh, um, role model could look at this in a different way, what might they be thinking? You know, how are people who are making progress in, their, in this area thinking about this? Um, getting to just know that there are going to be alternatives out there and to start to ask some great questions. You might start with something as simple as, what meanings am I giving to this? I think, Chris, your example of you know, break, breaking up with someone, will we're meaning generators as human beings, and sometimes we can put meanings on things that have us feel really dreadful, and other times we can put meanings on things that have us feel more empowered or more able to quickly recover and move on and start achieving and experiencing better things again. Um, but, you know, what to do, you know, it's it does require some conscious, deliberate effort at the beginning to change your mental habits just like if we want to change our body shape and go to the gym or change our eating patterns you know we need to notice how much good helpful stuff we're doing in there and how much less helpful stuff we're doing in there and commit you know it's worth it you know it's worth it for me to change those thoughts in my head because i'm going to get different experiences and different outcomes as a result so catch yourself doing the unhelpful stuff Ask yourself better questions about what alternatives there may be and uh, then start to, if you like, tread down some new new corn on the cornfield <laughs> and it will gradually get easier and easier to walk that new path until eventually it becomes second nature. Pink bucket thinking becomes the obvious place to go. It becomes the default pattern, the most natural thing to do. And you look back and think, gosh, why did I ever have those really disempowering patterns as my dominating uh, approach, if you like? Do you think it might be uh, might might be not reading not reading a, a appropriate content, or uh, I can't help thinking right now about sort of tabloid newspapers and like, <laughs> you know many people read those and they believe them. Uh, but I reckon that must play all sorts of havoc with your thinking. <laughs> it must, if you read those magazines and you and you believe it, then maybe there's an opportunity to. Look at yourself. I wonder. Well, like us, I mean, I, I don't read newspapers at all nowadays. In fact, I make a deliberate, conscious decision not to watch the news as well. Catch yes. it occasionally on the radio, just because it's on between music. But really, uh, I know if something really big happens in the world that I need to know at, someone will tell me. And uh, most of the rest of it, do you know, I was wondering whether or not it would affect in terms of uh, I work with a lot of business leaders and business senior managers and so on i thought will me not being quite so up on current affairs make a difference to my credibility and you know it hasn't at all it just really hasn't it's something i really need to know they'll tell me um and uh, i haven't missed not knowing the news <laughs> strange yeah <laughs> how do you how do you best create a you know a strong positive self-concept you know of, of, of yourself because uh, that can be something that people really struggle with you know, in a confidence yeah yeah I mean so often people are carrying around with um, I am 
statements, you know, representing who they are, that don't end that well. You know, I am dot, dot, dot. They can fill a page of all the unhelpful things about themselves and they you know, remember all the criticisms that have ever been made about them and taken them to heart. And, you know, um, the key thing here is to give ourselves permission to start to speak to our best self, of our best self, acknowledge our talents, our skills, our resources, our best characteristics. You know, so often we're educated that it's boastful to do that. Well, you know, what if we just start by doing it between our own ears, for just privately for our, ourselves, instead of kicking ourselves day by day? You know, what if we just celebrate who we are and what we're bringing to the world and really, truly acknowledge ourselves, uh, remember the best compliments that we've had and take those to heart and use those as evidence of who we, who we really are. Um, you know, a, a check-in, if you like, on your most dominating thoughts about yourself as a person can be really useful. Um, you know, when we carry those I am statements around with us, it does define how much progress we do make. It's like if we decide, okay, I want to achieve something remarkable in my business. And I've got a self-concept that I'm a pretty average, mediocre kind of guy. That's going to trip me up. It's going to pull the rug from under my, under my feet, if you like. I'll start taking some steps towards this remarkable goal. And it's almost like I've got a, a giant elastic band stuck to my back. And it, eventually, it just says, get back to who you are. You know, get back to being Mr. Average, being being Mr. No no Good or no better than anyone else. You know, just limiting ourselves and putting ourselves back in the limiting box. Whereas if we nourish our self-concept and we really speak ourselves up, even if it is just between our own ears, then suddenly our self-concept is aligned with where we want to take our business, where we want to take our lives. And, you know, we then... You know, it's coming with us rather than stretching and pulling in the opposite direction. You know, what, if, what if the best me is the real me? You know, what if the, our best experiences, our best achievements, our, our um, best compliments are a reflection of who we really are? And you know, what if we started to acknowledge that, invite that to come out to play more often? It would just make a remarkable difference. And it just starts really with permission to do it. Very good. I think that would really you know, resonate with a lot of people. And uh, that is so important, isn't it, building that self-concept? Because it is amazing what everybody who's listening today can, you know, can achieve if they um, put their mind to it and uh, they uh, develop this uh, strong um, self-concept. Now, I just want to move on a little bit, and we've got four minutes till break, and one of the things that you've said, Tony, and I was reading through your Pink Bucket Thinking book, and you said, you know, why is it that it's so important to see the diamonds in other people? Um, what do you mean by that? Oh, yeah, I mean, it actually follows on very nicely from the point uh, you made about self-concept, you know, see the best in yourself, but then extend that to seeing the best in other people, because... Yeah, when you see the best in other people, that's what you invite to come out and play. Um, I don't know, we'll all have thought, be able to remember times uh, at school where maybe a child's reputation walks into the classroom before them and you know, the teacher knows just when they read the name on the register, oh, here's trouble. And so they're, they're looking 
um, at this person through a filter of here's trouble and what do they get? They get trouble. But equally, if there was one exceptional teacher in that student's life who saw behind the reputation that walked in before and saw there's more to this person than meets the eye, you know, there's, there's goodness in this person, there's potential in this person and starts to see that and speak to that. Um, you know, it leaks when what we see in people leaks out in our behavior and our body language, the way we speak to people and so on. And, you know, that teacher seeing the best in that student would start to invite out or tease out the best, you know, to, to actually shine. I, I just, uh, I completely and utterly agree with you there. But I, I, one thing I'm kind of thinking back to my past is some of the more remarkable things I've achieved but were when a teacher actually didn't see that potential in me <laughs> and told me I couldn't, I wasn't going to do it. So I remember getting told once I wouldn't go to university. And uh, that then created turmoil in me such that I went and proved them wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've run that pattern as well. Yeah, I've got great examples of that in my life. Uh, you know, it, the thing is about pink bucket thinking is that it's not uh, there's not one clearly defined set of things that go in that bucket that work for everybody um, because everyone's unique, everyone's individual, and some people do have that pattern where it's like um, you know see the worst in me and I'll I'll show you. I'll show you who's uh, able to achieve, who's able to do the things you doubt. Other people, it would be like the the straw that breaks the camel's back. It would be you know the final confirmation that I'm useless, hopeless, uh, and there's no way forward for me uh, to achieve anything much in life. So it is about understanding your own patterns. And uh, uh, so, yeah, it's it's what's in your pink bucket, what's in your green bucket will be different to what's in someone else's green bucket or someone else's uh, pink bucket. It's really just about asking yourself, what is working for me and what's not? And you know, generally out there, there are more people who have got stories about how uh, a teacher destroyed you know, a particular area of their progression because they just didn't believe in them and they um, you know, saw the worst in them and didn't allow them to shine uh, than those who you know, raised their game as a result of that. Yeah, brilliant. Well, I'd like to say, uh, say to Mr. Taylor, um, have, uh, if, if you're listening, um, things didn't work out too badly. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, brilliant. Well, after the break, we're going to look at things like optimism and how to deal with issues in the past. Um, but we're going to go to commercial break now. We'll be back with you in just a couple of minutes. So uh, do join us in a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Tony Burgess. We're talking about pink bucket thinking. And Tony, I wonder, is, um, is optimism always a good thing? <laughs> oh right okay well i mean pink bucket thinking isn't uh equal to optimism or positive thinking pink bucket thinking is about whatever thinking is working well for you at any given time in any given context is it getting the experiences and the results that you want so um you know it's not about you know always being optimistic we know that some people who are doing lots of blind optimism can be very, very happy. It's a great place to live. Um, and it might also sometimes lead to some unhelpful results. Uh, they might, for example, miss a pitfall that others might have spotted. Um, having said that, you know, it all depends on how we're measuring things. Because if that person you know, brushes down quickly and picks back up and gets on and finds another way, you know, for them, they've stayed pretty pink in their experience of it all. Um, but it's about noticing, is it serving me or not? And if there's repeated times where you're missing pitfalls that others have spotted and are kind of groaning behind your back, my goodness, yeah, we all saw that coming. It might be a time for you to say, when is my optimism working for me and when is it not? Now, equally, someone else's bias might be the complete opposite extreme, always doing calamity thinking. And, you know, that might well be keeping them in a safe place because they've anticipated every possible calamity. Um, But equally, it may be keeping them stuck and it might be taking some of the joy out of their day-to-day experiences. And uh, so, again, it's about asking when is it working and when isn't it working? Um, For a lot of people, a sort of middle ground of being able to spot pitfalls, but having a solution-focused approach very quickly. So I spot it, but it's not stopping me. I'm asking, how do I get around it? How do I push on through it? How do I make it happen anyway? Often that's a, a nice middle ground place. Uh, I can get positive. I can spot pitfalls. I can do things with that when I spot them. And I can still make things happen. There's no right answer in this. It's really about people spending the time noticing where is it working for me? Where is it not working for me? And how might I tweak and experiment my inner stuff, my inner thinking in order to maximize the best experiences and the best outcomes? So I think, uh, I think you're right. It's sometimes these, these, uh, these frames by which we live by, which uh, if you, 
change them so they work for you, then uh, it, it can have a, a huge impact. I remember uh, it'd be a little while ago now um, having Stephen Sutton, the the young mm. guy who died of cancer just before his 20th birthday and raised about $6 million for charity. And I remember Stephen saying to me, he said, you know, I've got... Uh, my cancer's given me so little time but so much motivation. But like, look out in the world and there's so many people out there with so much motivation. So, so little motivation but so much time. And Chris, you know, my recommendation to people is that they live every every day as though it's their last. And, you know, for me, I actually... That was a, a, quite a sad time because I knew Stephen well, but that's always stuck with me, and I I now see my my demise one day as being a, a, a you know it's a positive thing in respect that it motivates me to make each day count because I know it's precious. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I must admit what you're saying there it gave me a bit of a lump in my throat because I've got his picture on my office wall here and some quotes from him because I had the privilege of meeting him too, and uh, we ran a buy a walk to raise funds and things as well. But, you know, he, he he had such a profound impact in his short life through the messages that he's left. And, uh, yeah, I, I certainly carry around a lot of that with, with me day by day. I've got reminders all over the place, uh, you know, of, of him and his life and his message. Yeah, uh, amazing wisdom for someone so so young. Yeah. Incredible. Um, so, so yeah, so sometimes I find that actually quite a positive thing in terms of my own. Uh, I know I'm not here forever, so I might as well make today, you know, a, a special one. I sat there last night actually uh, cuddling my my five year old and just thinking, you know, what special moments is these are. You know, got to make the most of them before he doesn't want to give me a cuddling. <laughs> yeah, show up as our best self and soak up the magic that's around us, and that does require that shifting of the filters sometimes you know it's uh to we could be deleting the magic that is right there right in front of us happening in this moment and we're never going to get it back that's so true i remember ceo once saying to me that his biggest regret in life was uh, he'd worked so hard and didn't have the time for his family when he was younger and he created something amazing but now he was older and wanting to spend time with his kids they they didn't want to spend any time with him right yeah yeah, some so, deep lesson there. Yeah, so I wonder how how best if you've got the people out there who've got you know some you come across them and we we, we both do through through our work and you know the people that have a lot of issues in their past and they might be they might be holding them back. I mean, how do you recommend people deal with those issues? Yeah, I mean, the past can inspire us and drivers and uh, you know serve us very well. Uh, or it can torture us and it can feel like we're carrying around a really heavy load with us day by day. And you know, we need to be able to find ways to be able to take the lessons from the past, you know, the things that are going to serve, and leave any unhelpful stuff where it belongs in the past. And you know, sometimes people are carrying some pretty heavy-duty, serious stuff around with them. And you know, when that is the case, I do recommend that they find the right match of therapists for them to actually resolve some of it so that they got a lighter load and they can be more present and future oriented um i particularly i still do quite a bit of therapeutic work as well as the, the business training and the uh, the coaching and uh i i particularly like using nlp toolkit neuro-linguistic programming and also uh over the last few years i've been using an amazing set of tools called havening techniques and uh that's really good at clearing clearing stuff from the past so 
you know, when people have got heavy duty stuff, it's it's finding the right person to work with them to clear that stuff. So they're they're freed up to really to really live. I think you were telling me that you've been doing these uh, sort of havening kind of events in a number of different places around the world. You mentioned Los Angeles and France and various other other places. And you know, is this a is this a course that you run to teach people how to? use the technique so is it of course a program that you run for people to go and uh, experience having the techniques used on them to help them move forward yeah the mo- most often it's the people who are coming on the course are psychologists coaches uh, um, therapists uh, medical doctors you know the people who are uh, treating those who 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 are carrying around trauma in particular um, and uh, or or in some way they're letting their past dictate their future so it's it's a remarkable set of tools. I'm I'm always a little bit skeptical, I suppose, healthily skeptical, I think, when new tools come out and until I've been able to test them and and uh see what results they get. And this has just proved itself so remarkably in some pretty heavy duty thing areas where people have been carrying some really serious stuff around with them in life. So I've had the pleasure of working with the originating doctors, Dr. Ron Rudin, Dr. Stephen Rudin, who are based in New York, and they've got me now sort of heading up UK and Europe to represent Havening and uh, train the next wave of trainers and get it to where it really needs to really needs to be. I mean, if people want to have a look at that, Havening.org is the originator's website, and you'd see me on there as well. Um, remarkable anyone who's involved in change work or interested in it for their own therapeutic benefit uh, definitely have a look at havening.org now I want to I want to just you know point something out Tony and the, you, I realized when I first met you that you you just come across as such a, a genuinely nice uh, person and in reading your book you talk about living in love and gratitude and I completely believe it that you that you do I, I just wonder you know, is there a place for this in the hard-thrusting world of business? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the truth is people can make money without love, gratitude, kindness, you know, as they're at the forefront of their mind and their experience. There are plenty of ruthless people in business that are making lots of cash. Um, but, you know, I think the whole thing of running your own business it, or, or playing a key role within a big organisation it's more than just how much money can I make? Um, you know, when we've got the richer picture of what's it really all about, you know, most people are working hard in some kind of mission or some kind of role because they want to feel fulfilled. They want to have great inner experiences. They want to feel happy, content, a sense of contribution, a sense of making a difference in some way. And, you know, we can, we can, infuse making money with all of those things so that we're really loving the journey and living fully alive as I think we're intended you know getting the richness of all of those wonderful experiences that life has to offer as we as we achieve yeah I couldn't couldn't agree more I wonder do do you have um, any sort of you know a technique or anything that you do just to remind yourself about the importance of gratitude and uh you know, to to be a bit less selfless yourself. Do you have any techniques you use? Do you meditate or do you? 
I, I vary it for myself. I do something daily. Uh, I sometimes combine it with some havening techniques, actually. But it is very much about affirmational type stuff. Sometimes I'll visualize. Sometimes I'll just say things with the right kind of tonality that gets my whole system feeling the gratitude and feeling you know, the sense of what can I contribute today. Um, Sometimes I'll write, and uh, Julie, she writes a lot. My partner, she writes a lot. Uh, it's, everyone's got their own different ways of doing it, but it's about putting it on your agenda day by day, reminding yourself that as you wake up in the morning, there's so much to be grateful for. You know, just waking up healthy in a, in a house with a roof over your head, mm-hmm. knowing where your first meal's coming from, and uh, having a job to go to or having a career that you've built for yourself, you know, there's so many people in the world who haven't got any of those things. They haven't got health. They don't know where their shelter is going to come from. They don't know where their next meal's coming from. So it's reminding myself not to take things for granted, but to appreciate what's right there in the moment that I wake up. And that kind of sets me up for the day. You know, I feel already in a great space. The gates have opened on, you know, the best me just by going there. Yes, and I'm just looking at my, I've got a mug in front of me which says, uh, love your dad on it. Uh, oh. so I'm just just being grateful for that at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my my office wall is full of pictures of things I'm grateful for. You know, lovely places, lovely people. Uh, you know, messages that people have uh, have sent. I mean, it's whatever works for you. But you know, keep it alive. Keep it keep it at the forefront of your mind, so that you're you know, you're turning up as as your best self with the best experiences circulating before you even get started. Fantastic. Now, we've only got a, about a minute left till I need to wrap up. So do you have any final messages that you'd like to leave us with? Oh, gosh. Uh, okay, notice more. Notice more about your thinking, whether it is helping you or hindering you, and you know, which bits are and which bits aren't. You know, it all starts with awareness. Make that your, your, your starting point. And remember that however real it might seem if we're getting in our own way with unhelpful thoughts, however real it might seem, it is just a heavily filtered version of the world. And we have got choices. If that, that filter on the world ain't working for us in this context, in this um, you know, journey that we're on, we can start to entertain others. We can start to craft, create, uh, reinforce new ways of looking at ourselves, other people, the world, our, our mission in life, and so on. So, well, Keep Tony, it pink. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And I've, I've really, you know, that distinction that our thoughts are, are heavily distorted and, uh, and also that, you know, that importance of seeing the good in yourself as well as seeing the good in others. I just think uh, a message is to be reminded of over and over again. Uh, I, I do believe that people often don't need telling, they need reminding. And, I think you've, uh, you've shared some great thoughts there. So once again, um, thank you very much, Tony. And I hope you've enjoyed being on the show today. Yeah, thank you, Chris. I'd just like to, if you want to find out more about Tony Burgess, go to www.pinkbucketthinking.com. Also, you can check out uh, www.aha-success.com. Aha, um, I think it's hyphen success.com. If you've got any questions or feedback on the show, please do send them to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. And um, we talked um, there about love and gratitude, which is really important. And it's also important, I think, when it comes to engagement and uh, in, in, in organisations. And I, I received, I was so, so thrilled by the feedback that I received around my 
session that I did on the show on Engagement Starts With You. And I've decided to invite one of my colleagues, John Jennings, with whom I deliver employee engagement masterclasses and strategies and the like to discuss employee engagement with me next week and you know how really you can capture the hearts as well as the minds of people and create um, you know really thriving happy workplaces that just outstrip other organizations for performance so we're going to share facts and the things you need to do to address uh, the an increase in performance of your business through having more engaged employees next week. So once again, huge thank you to uh, Tony Burgess, and I wish you all a tremendous week. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.